0: with over 1,800 branches worldwide. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. You may take your seats. I would like to thank, uh, personally thank all the people who were able to uh, come to Michelle's wedding. God bless you for all the sacrifices you have made. Amen. I would like also to thank Sister Irene for organizing the J-Church, doing the research about International Sunday. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Let's look at the scripture of the week. James chapter 5, verse 16. It says, Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another, that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. James 5.16. Hallelujah. So let's say together, James 5.16. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. James 5.16. Amen. We thank the Lord. And we thank the Lord for International Sunday. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, yeah. We are going to have communion. As I said in my prayer, Christ's sacrifice was meant to reach all people, groups, and all nations. The blood of Christ is the blood of the Son of God. And the Son of God was born Jewish, but God's intent, as we find out in Romans chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. It says that I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation to all that believe, to the Jew first and then also to the Greek or to the non-Jew. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you so much for the blood of Christ, the sacrifice of Christ that is intended to reach all of humanity. And so by faith, oh God, we approach the elements of Holy Communion, that they they may be redeemed and become for us the body and the blood of Christ that was shed for the salvation of all of humanity in the name of the dear Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. amen. Amen.
1: Sons of God Yeah, His Holy Word Gather around the table of the Lord, eat his body, drink his blood, and we will sing a song of love. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Brothers, sisters, brothers, sisters, we are one, and our life has just begun. In the spirit, we are young, and we'll live forever. Sons of God, sons of God. Yea, His his holy word gathers around the the table of the Lord. In His his body, drank His his blood, blood. and we'll sing a song of life. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Brothers, sisters, brothers, sisters, we are one who, and our lives are just. In the spirit we are young. In the spirit, we are young and will live forever. Sons of God, sons of God, yeah, His holy word. Gather round, Lord, the table of the Lord in His his life and will sing a song of love hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah,
0: hallelujah. the body of the lord jesus christ the body of christ the body of christ broken for all humanity The blood of the Lord Jesus. The blood of of Christ in the new covenant. The the covenant. The The blood of Christ shed for the remission of sins. Heavenly Father, thank you that you thought of all humanity and that you didn't just think but you acted. And that you are willing to pay the price to redeem mankind from every corner of the earth. And that you didn't abandon the mission. You didn't abandon your eternal purpose in Adam. But you sent the last Adam to give his life as a sacrifice for our sins. We ask you, Holy Spirit, pour down your Holy Spirit into our hearts, that our hearts shall be changed. Even as you have partaken of the communion, We have become one with christ may we live a life of sacrifice so that the church of god shall become an international church so that every corner of the world will hear the good news of the savior so that everything that is not does not belong to the body of christ will be evicted from us we give you thanks in jesus name amen you may take your seats hallelujah we thank the Lord. I am going to give... Oh, by the way, Michelle had a very, very, very beautiful wedding. Yeah, Amen. We are very excited for her. So, everybody kept asking me, so, um, are there more daughters Who's next? Who's next? who are <laughs> waiting to be married? And I said, yeah, of course, there's always. there are some that are too young, and there are some who are also ready. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what we are praying and believing God for is that import. the brothers would also marry from somewhere and import them here. All right, all right. Amen. All right, all right. Hallelujah. The and then the sisters too, we need sisters too that would be able to import brothers. That is also doable. Because yeah. that, that also happens. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful. So, um, on International Sunday, we, we are all in our beautiful um either a costume of our native birth or borrowed um costume because i see swedish who is the swedish person around swedish people are around uh french people are around yeah, yeah. and others from the african diaspora if we have indians represented yeah, amen yeah. hallelujah is there any nationality that i may not notice yeah. nicaraguan. nicaraguan thank you very much <laughs> Be careful before you say Nicaragua, because you, you might be requested to say John 3.16 in Spanish. <laughs> Forgive. Alright. So, I just want to speak briefly about God's heart for the nations. Hallelujah. God's heart for the nations. And um, let's start from the garden. Genesis chapter 1 and 2 is perfection. God created the world in perfection. And then chapter 3, problems began. Hallelujah. But one of the things that we may take for granted is that the Bible was written in Hebrew, right? I mean, the Old Testament, New Testament in Greek. And the first five books of the Bible were written by Moses, who is a Jewish. Hallelujah. He obviously wrote it in Hebrew. But it is not until Genesis chapter 12 that we hear of the call of Abraham. Do you get it? And so, and so from... If somebody asks you, what nationality was Adam? Amen. Who can tell me? He was international. Hallelujah. Because, you see, within Adam came all the nations. So, if you were to ask what nationality is Adam, he's everyone. You are Adam and I am Adam. Hallelujah. And so, if uh, the first Adam was international, because, you see, it was in Genesis 11 that the languages came about. They all spoke the same language. Amen. Amen. And so, from Genesis 11. 3 to Genesis 11, from the fall to when they tried to build the Tower of Babel. They were, the Bible said they all spoke one language. They were all one one everything. It does not mean they looked the same. Amen. Amen. I do not think that the different races and nationalities and different looks uh, uh, were as a result of the fall. It was God's original intent to create black people. Black people are not a happenstance. It used to be that certain, certain segments of the world population used to say that the black man doesn't have a soul. And it was an excuse to oppress. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yes. It was God's intent to create yellow people. To create, I don't know what, there's green people somewhere. Amen. Amen. And to create Caucasians and to create Indians. So, so as for the ethnic fabric and the diversity of it, it was already part of God's plan. It means that if you were to ask Adam what he was, he was all of us. Hallelujah. Because, because uh, if you have two completely black people, black man and black woman, and they give birth to a white child, Sanila, is that surprising? <laughs> if they give birth to a black child, unless for the sake of benefit of the doubt, unless. Let's make the, let's make the, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, be, let, let's be generous uh, and, and take away all suspicion. And, and the father may be one of them, I mean, I mean like, like uh, she, she, she had gone somewhere to, to do something else. Let's assume that, it, it, that she, I mean, this child came from this black man and this black woman. Do you get it? What explanation genetically can you say that you could have that situation? Ancestry, because, that, that, do you know that there are completely white people that w- when they do their, what do you call it, DNA, ancestry, this thing, they discover that there's black blood in them. And I hear some of them get upset. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Because in this country, even if you have 00.00111% black blood in it, you are black. Amen. But I don't see anything wrong with black. Not because I'm black. The thing is that we are all descendants from Adam. But as far as the language, the language was the same language. So I'm trying to draw an inference here that the fact that they spoke one language does not mean they all looked the same. Amen. And the the need to speak one language was helpful because it makes it easier to understand each other when you speak the same language. But it was only as a result, it was only as a result of their rebellion against God in defiance of God's authority that they decided to build and make a name for themselves. And if you look at ancient Babylonian and Cardian history, they have the records of how they tried to build a tower. And it was not just an architectural uh, uh, structure. It was also a religious uh, ritualistic structure that they were building to, to rise to the heavens and to worship their own God, not the one true God. Amen. That is why the Bible said God came down to destroy, I mean, to confound their languages. Amen. So if you look at it very co- closely, the multiple languages that we speak that sometimes make us not understand. Because if you go somewhere and you want to blend in very quickly, if you, the moment you, you can speak somebody's language, then they connect with you right away. Hallelujah. So, so Genesis 11, the languages were, were confounded. But then on the day of Pentecost, we are told that when the Holy Spirit came, maybe we should look at that scripture. Genesis, I mean, Acts chapter 2. Because something happened when the Holy Spirit came, that seemed to be a correction or a reverse, like in the, in the, in the um, equity market, common stock market, sometimes the, the stock can rise up to a point they say that there's a market correction. And it's like all of a sudden the thing has found its proper level. So what had been happening prior to Acts 2 was that people couldn't understand each, a- each other. But then when the Holy Spirit came, okay, Okay, there was what? They were all in one accord in one place. Hallelujah. They were all in one accord in one place. So that is the, that is the one thing that this, most of Jesus' Jesus's original followers were Jewish. Hallelujah. But how many know that it is not always, it is not always easy that even people of the same ethnicity would necessarily have be in one accord? Amen. Amen. You'd be surprised. Because, <laughs> because, because, you see, that thing unity is of the heart. Just because somebody looks, has the same look like you doesn't mean that you are going to agree. But, so it's a miracle that even around, they were in one accord around what? Around their faith in Christ. Because in Acts 2, Christ had died and resurrected and they had all believed in Christ. So that one accordness, that unity was around the person of Christ. Amen. People unite for different things. But you see, on International Sunday, before we even talk about the expansionary vision of the church, I want you to understand that the thing that we should revolve around or unite around is what? Christ. What happened in Genesis 11? They were united, were they not? But they were united in rebellion. They were united in opposition to God. They were united in defiance of God's ordinance. They were united in trying to create their own world. Amen. But in Acts 2.1, they were all in one accord, in one place, praying. If you read one, chapter 1, you see that they, they were meeting and praying. So, so on International Sunday, the, the, the person of Christ, the centrality of Christ, and God's only solution for all mankind. In John 3.16, we hear that what? What does John 3.16 say? For, for God, God loved, God loved God. who? Somalia? No. Rwanda? No. Ukraine? No. France? Does God love only people from Yoruba land? People from where? Ashanti land? In Zimaland? The world. Hallelujah. Amen. We need to have, I say, my message is entitled to God's heart for the nations. We need to have the same heart that God has for the nations. Hallelujah. So open your eyes and begin to see other people beside yourself. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? Now look at it. They were all in one place in one accord. Okay, continue. And suddenly there came down a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to him, to them, divided tongues as of fire, as one sat upon each of them. All right? And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And they were dwelling... Now, look at this list, okay? Because, you see, as we think of the diversity that the, the, the diversity is something even the world celebrates. Amen. Amen? The world celebrates diversity. But you see, on International Sunday in our church, as you are talking about International Sunday, it is not just about diversity. It's about the centrality of Christ. It's about how Christ, through the power of his blood and the power of the unifying power of the Holy Spirit, brought people from all around the world. Look at it. He said they were from every nation under heaven. It was of the United Nations. On the day of Pentecost, the United Nations had had gathered in Jerusalem. Next verse. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Hallelujah. So the same word that is coming forth is understood by everyone in their own language. So metaphorically, what it means is that the gospel has come down to every person in their own language. Amen? Amen. Are you following? God did not try to reach only one nation. From Genesis 3 to 11, man did his own thing. But from Genesis 12, he called Abraham. Amen. Which we are going to read in a moment. So it says, they heard them speak in their own language. Verse 7. They were all amazed. Verse 8. Okay. Verse 9. Okay. So they begin to list the names of the people present. And I'm sure the list is is not exhaustive. Parthians and Medes and Elamites. Those dwelling in Mesopotamia. Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and parts of Libya adjoining Cyrene. So that means that we were represented there. Hallelujah. And then visitors from Rome, both Jews and Proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful works of God. Okay, we are going to pause in the last scripture over there. So what you see is that God did two things. First, the sacrifice of the blood of Christ, of the cross. And then the second step is the coming of the Holy Spirit. These two things is bringing people of all nationalities, ethnic backgrounds, people of all kinds of um, uh, cultures are now reachable by the gospel through the blood of Christ and his sacrifice and the power of the Holy Spirit. And if today you and I are descendants of the apostles, if we are descendants if we descended from Peter and Paul and, and Andrew and, and, and that, because you see there is a physical lineage. Is that not so? There's a physical lineage of Abraham. all human beings descended from who? Adam. okay? The first Adam. And then Jesus Christ is presented in the book of Romans as what? The last Adam. Hallelujah. Second man, last Adam. The reason why we don't say second Adam is that. When you say second, it means that there could be a third and a fourth. If somebody says, "Well, okay, th- th- this is my second uh, born," and they have, if they have only two children, and this is my second born, you can conclude that they are expecting, they are going to have more. Yeah. One day, somebody had uh, three children, and then I said, uh, "Oh," t- and I was, in, I was, the parents were there, and I was telling somebody standing by that, "Oh, this is their last born," and the lady said, uh, 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 "This is not the last born. Who told you this is the <laughs> last born?" Usually, the men want more, but the ladies say they are, they are finished. But this one, the lady was fighting. I said, I'm sorry, this is the third more, not the last more. <laughs> so Jesus Christ is the last Adam. And he's the last Adam because there's two Adams that God has given. The first Adam did not succeed in terms of what he was supposed to pass on to humanity. And so in Christ, there's the chance to become, to be a descendant of the last Adam, which is like God has redeemed and repaired and corrected. Amen. Amen. You see, one of the things you should know in life, and and this may be a side note, is that when you start something that that doesn't succeed, it doesn't mean that you should quit. When God, when Adam failed God, when the first Adam failed God, God said, I'll bring a second person. And he sent his son Christ Jesus. So if we all physically descended from the first Adam, okay? Now, and we are Christians, are descendants of the last Adam. And the last Adam made certain steps. to give his love to all mankind, if we are his descendants, then we should be like him. Hallelujah. Let's look at a scripture in the book of John, the gospel of John. So, that list of points, the first one is that God has a heart for the nations. Hallelujah. The second point is that if we are God's children, we must also have the heart for the nations. That's the second point. John chapter 12, and we are going to start from verse 20. The Gospel of John chapter 12 and verse 20. It said there were certain Greeks among those who came up to worship at the feast. So there was a feast in Jerusalem. And certain Greeks, these Greeks are non-Jewish people. They had also arrived in Jerusalem. They had come to worship. And then they came to Philip. I I heard that Philip, the name Philip is a, a Greek. He's a Jewish person with a Greek, a name with a Greek origin. So they came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida of Galilee, and asked him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes. Now all the followers of Jesus were, were, were Jewish people. Hallelujah. Yes. At least the original followers. And so these Greeks, when they came, eh, when they came to the church, they realized that the, ch- the whole church is Jewish people. Do you get it? And they realized that, are we also welcome here? <laughs> Amen. Yes. And so they called one of the ushers. Called Philip. He said, "We wish to see Jesus. Are we welcome?" Amen. Now look at Jesus' answer. Philip came and told Andrew. So, so they called the usher, and then the usher tried to talk to the pastor. Okay, who is Jesus? And then the usher realized that the pastor was very busy, so he talked to you by the Eugene, who perhaps the sister, who perhaps has the authority and audacity. <laughs> Open the passage down and say, You know, there seems to be an emergency here. There's a group of Greeks banging on the door, they want to see you urgently. So that you see that so that Philip sought the help of Andrew to get Jesus' attention. Are you getting the message? Okay. So then, and then and then and then he said, These Greeks want to see you. These Greeks represent all other nationalities besides Jewish people. Are you getting it? All right. Then Jesus answered them, saying, The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. So pause there for a moment. The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Now, you may think glorification only means, what glorification in its immediate meaning is beautification, or honor being done to you. But in the processes of God, there are certain things that are inescapable. Hallelujah. In fact, even physically speaking, when you see somebody standing there with a glorification appearance, which uh, I, I don't want to go into details because people don't want to explain how they appeared. Like if somebody is looking very beautiful standing here, you don't know the places they have been to and the, the, what they have done before they appeared. Amen. You think it comes cheaply? No, no, no. It comes with what? A lot of investment. It comes with a lot of what? Time. <laughs> Somebody says scratches. <laughs> Somebody said, brother, watch out. <laughs> what I'm saying is that when we think of glorification, we only look at the final result. Is that not so? Yeah. But you don't know what goes behind the scenes before that glorification appearance happens. So Jesus is saying that the time has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. He's talking about the final result, but before the glorification happens, something must happen. Okay. Hallelujah. Are you following the message? Yeah. We are talking about the answer to the Greeks seeking Jesus. The answer to the church becoming international practically. The answer to other nationalities becoming part of the church. What are the processes? What are the things that must happen? Hallelujah. Because to have a, an international church, I don't know whether you watch the um, conference at the, um, uh, what, what do you call it? Not even the last year congress. This year. Give yourself holy con- did you see in the final uh, ceremony, they had different nations come? Hallelujah. Yes. You know, all the nations that attended, they were represented in the final ceremony. where Auntie Mammy introduced them. Amen. Yes. It's beautiful. Now, look at it. Next verse. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. So if you connect the two verses, Jesus is saying, it it is time for me to be what? Enlarged. It's time for me to be promoted. It's time for me to be what? Glorified. By glorification, I mean I'm going to become so great that I can reach the whole world. Do you get it? But but then the the, the glorification is not going to come cheaply. It's going to come when something has happened. And, And that increase and multiplication comes by what? A grain of seed falling to the ground. Look at it. Unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. Unless a people of a certain nationality are willing to what? Fall to the ground and die. They remain alone. We are talking about International Sunday. What did you expect me to preach? Preach, preach. We are talking about Christ said in order for me to increase so that I can reach Greek people. He said, look, Greek people are like you. You can come to me. But there is something I must do before you can join. So you realize that from John chapter 12, from that time, you are approaching. What is, are you? When you're looking at the, the gospel of John, from chapter 12 onwards, what is happening? What is Jesus preparing for? He's preparing to go to the cross. So he's telling them, look, I like you, but there's something I must do in order to include you. I must be willing to pay the price with my life. Because Jesus Christ cannot reach Greek people until after he's died. Amen. And to die means to be silent. To die means that to, to no longer want to be saved. To die means to, to be willing to, be sac- to sacrifice. To die means that you no longer want to, to have the attention. There are some people, they always only want attention on themselves. Can you have somebody else have the attention? Amen. Amen. Jesus said that unless a grain of wheat is what willing to fall to the ground. Because if you are a farmer and you are left with one uh, uh, cup of corn, and you can either roast it and eat it, Okay? Eat everything. Or you can save some of the seeds and plant for next year. Is that not so? Now, if you eat all of it, then it remains, you, you are by yourself. But then if you keep some of it and plant, but the, as you are planting it, is what? You cannot plant it and at the same time eat it. Can you? The ones you choose to plant instead of eating, it means that you are forfeiting what? The eating. You are sacrificing it in order to get more. Yeah. Are you listening to me? The glorification project for the church, my friends, will not come unless there are people willing to sacrifice. The promotion process of the church, the, 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 the enlargement, the inclusion of the Greeks, the inclusion of the people of other nationalities is not going to come if we are not willing to die. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why in this church we always emphasize, be, be, be um, conscious of the fact that you are not the only one here. Amen. Amen. And if I don't feel included somewhere, I will not feel like coming again. Are you listening to me? Jesus is saying that unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground, so it means that if the grain of wheat is remaining alone, if the grain of wheat is remaining alone after a while, what conclusion can you draw must have been happening? Brother Nicholas, you are a professor you can make some of the for us. If after a period, the, how many know that when you plant a corn, uh, uh, corn uh, I a mean, uh, seed of corn today, you are not going to harvest corn tomorrow, are you? No. How long does it take? Four to six months. Okay. So, so if three weeks later, I come and inspect more corn, there's no corn, what explanation can you give? It's not yet time. If I come a month later, you have a good point. That the harvest is still coming. Is that also? Yeah. If I come in two months' time yeah. and there's no corn harvest, you, you, you say, Look, be patient. The corn harvest will come. Okay? After three months, we, begin to, we need to begin to see something because the corn doesn't just appear, it will first form a certain flowery stage. Yeah. Do you get it? And then if you blindfold me, you take me to the farm, it's okay. That thing is here, but I don't want you to see the flower. I want you to see the final corn. I say, okay, when do you want me to come? It's okay. Latest, latest. when should I come and see some corn there? Six months. Six months. So if I come after the seventh month and there is still no corn, can you continue to tell me that the still is still cooking? No, no. It means you never planted anything. No. Amen. If, the see, if after a while there is still what? The wheat is remaining alone. It means that, that nothing has been planted. Nothing has been sacrificed. Think about that. In order for you to... Ing- even when it comes to marriage. Richard. Even when it comes to marriage. Sometimes, some people are better by themselves. Because, when I say better, maybe that's not the word. The word is that they prefer to be by themselves. Because in order to be with someone you must be willing to give up some of your preferences. You must... Hey! <laughs> Why is Brittany nodding, nodding her, her head? <laughs> you, you are single. <laughs> okay, it's a, it's a practice note. It's a practice note. <laughs> no, but seriously, in order to have somebody to be with you, you cannot insist on everything that you want because you see the thing is that the person didn't grow up in the same family with you and even brothers and sisters who have grown up together we have different preferences yeah. hallelujah so so the abiding alone because there's nothing wrong it's just like uh, having a roommate in college right if you have a roommate you can share the course it helps but then a roommate also may mean that you cook the food and she comes to eat it yeah. she never uh, helps it, but so you have to, ch- and then if you don't have a roommate, it's not just sharing of money, sometimes to even, even uh, uh, somebody to rejoice with or somebody to what? Cry with. But in order for you to have that, you must be willing to give something up. I mean, there are some people, uh, they, they I don't want to go into <laughs> <and do> my. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is that if you want people to be with you, you cannot insist on your old ways all the time and you are not willing to change a little. You must be willing to change a little for the sake of the other person in order to have more people. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me, somebody? Uh, yeah. so, so, so the seed, the seed must what, be willing to die. And you see, as for dying, Christ paid the ultimate price. Is that not so? Most of the time, most people are not going to be today called to go to martyrdom. Amen. Madam, I'm martyrdom is not easy. I will tell you a vision I had. I had a vision in which there was an oven. I think I've said this vision before. There was an oven, and then people were in line. And people were in line, were seemed to be happy, going for something exciting. And so, I said, oh, I must join this line. So I joined the line, happily, was along, going like that. And as I got near, see, as I got near, I saw that there was an oven. An oven of the type, like, shut up, and Abednego type. And it looked like, at the end of the line, what you have to do, Sister Irene, is to jump into the oven. And I looked at it. I looked to the right, I looked to the left, and I said, Lord, what is happening here? He said, that's the uh, uh, end game for people following me. It's like the, there's a sacrifice. I said, Lord, can I come back? <laughs> no, are you listening to me? That is not easy. Yo. That is not easy. But what I'm saying is that most of us are not going to be called to martyrdom. But there's a sacrifice you, are, you should be willing to pay in order to have people with you. Amen. Amen. So in international saying, I just want to emphasize, look, at the end of the day, you must be willing to give up your likes, some of your likes, your preferences. Hallelujah. You must be, and, then, and then not only that, you must be willing to tolerate some, somebody, Somebody has brought, uh, what do you call it? Because uh, you see, when it comes to food, when it comes to food, one day somebody threw my food from the refrigerator at work. And... Um, on Friday, <laughs> Brother Davis, on Friday, people clean up the, the fridge so that, you know, things that have been sitting there for a while are thrown away. And so, me, sometimes I don't eat breakfast early, so my lunch too tends to be late. Do You get it. Sometimes, one o'clock, two o'clock before I'm eating lunch. But some most people, by 11 o'clock, they are eating lunch. So the person who was going to clean up the <laughs> fridge, when they went to the fridge, and my food was, I think it was rice and what do you call it? Uh, Paravasos. Do you get it? It was by 2 p.m. The thing was still in there. And it was something, uh, what do you call it? Uh, foreign. A, a, an unusual type of food. And this person took it upon themselves that they, they became the refrigerator janitor, And without consulting. Because, you see, most people have finished their lunch. So it looked like something that has been sitting there for a while. So the person threw it away. Oh. In fact, my lunch (laughs) was gone. Are you listening to me? Why did she throw it away? Because it looked different. It didn't look palatable. It didn't look like something inviting. Because she's not used to it. But, you see, if you want me to be on the floor, if you want people to be with you, something that they will bring may look different yeah. than your thing. Yeah. May, may not look to what you are used to. Yeah. In order to have the person, you must be willing to bear yeah. and sacrifice your own preferences and likes. In order, So even when it comes to church membership, yeah. when we come to church membership, yeah. look, if a lot of African Americans join the choir, uh, qu- African Americans have a type of music they like. Yeah. Do you see? So that if all we sing is, If we sing only that, you see, you Ghanaians, you love that. Do you get it? As you know, I'm Nigerian. (laughs) So many times, people have asked me whether I was Nigerian. Like, I go to the barber, and they say, you look Nigerian. I I say, no, no, they say, no, don't lie to us, you are Nigerian. (laughs) I say, okay, I'm Nigerian, that's okay. Amen. So what I'm saying is that, something that you love so much, that you see that, you see that a song has been raised. And the song, it brings memories for a certain group of people. They are so excited. But not everybody is that excited. Because they, they don't relate to it. Amen. Amen. And so so, so for, for their sake, you may have to sing a type of song that you know they like. Yeah. Yes, in order to have them in this church. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, they, say they, they see the music is going on. People are happy, but they don't connect with it. Yeah. That is not to say you shouldn't sing your, uh, what do you call it? you shouldn't that, No, what i'm i'm not saying you should cancel everything for the sake of you see, it's a give and take process like, like like i was giving you the example of a roommate or, or a marriage or any type of uh to garden thing it's not like one person should sacrifice everything for the other that one too is not fair do you get it as they say they say that there are certain types of games that make people grow lean so if quietly if quietly Somebody is giving up everything. Eh, it's not going to work. So people might be people. Some people understood it. People <laughs> in Proverbs, when you translate it to English, some of it it only works with the people who understand it in the vernacular. Do you see? That is how internationalism is. And so, look at it. In conclusion, it's gotten to one o'clock. How many minutes have I been preaching? Look at Jesus' statement very well. It remains alone. Christ was on the way to the cross and he's making a statement that in order to have more Greeks more nationalities I must pay a price we must be willing to pay a price to include other people now three things in conclusion three things that I would say are necessary to have an international church you need humility Sister Irene's children I mentioned it you need humility the mindset that you are better than others or your tribe is better than others amen there are some people here. I don't want to mention names. There are some people here who are from a certain region in a country, uh, uh, Africa, which which name begin with a certain alphabet. Who still have the notion that we, we, those of us from this part of the country, are better than those from this other part of the country. I don't want to mention it. And if you dare, if you dare, bring somebody. Say this is the one I like to marry. If, if you dad bring somebody that this person is that, they, they, they will say, no, 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 you can't. Amen. Amen. But you see, if we keep on saying that from the natural standpoint, then what we are saying, really saying that the blood of Christ has had no effect. Look, I will tell you that there are, there are practical realities of inter, interracial and international marriages. So that if you go and marry somebody from another nationality, there are practical realities you have to face. Not to waste ways, but we are not trying to belittle that. Hallelujah. Amen. Like the guy who used to come to my student hostel looking for, what do you call it, fufu to eat, because he married a Norwegian lady and they didn't have fufu in their home. Do you see? So he had to live with what he has chosen. But wh- what I'm saying is that, <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm saying is that there are some people who would deny somebody because of where they come from. But if we insist on that, some too, some too, the moment you mention uh, a, a particular then you say, oh, these people, they are like this. But if we are all in the church, we all take communion, and we believe Christ has died for all of us, why are we still having this mindset that because this person is from this place, they must have something under their chair. I mean, a certain power. Yes, that is how it is. That When you hear some names, it's, oh, be careful with these people. At my wedding, somebody told me The the person who was the chairman of the reception at my uh, wedding was from Nigeria. And somebody told me, be careful of these Nigerians. Be careful. (laughs) But the person was my friend. And for me, I don't see the Nigerian-ness of the person. He's a Christian brother and and somebody I know. I don't see that. Amen. What I'm saying is that when we are Christians, the way, the prism through which we look at the world must change. We must look beyond our differences. We must look through the eyes of Christ. We must look through the blood of Christ. And you see, if you will be honest with ourselves, every tribe, every ethnic group has their own nuances and things that are unbecoming. But everybody hides the bad stuff and they portray the good stuff. And they want to rather let the world see what is wrong with somebody else. But in Christ, we are one. Hallelujah. Humility. Patience. And sacrifice are necessary to have a truly international church. Put your hands together unto the Lord. Wonderful. So let's rise to our feet. Commit yourself to the Lord. If you are here and you want to rededicate your life to Christ. Or you want to become born again. This is your chance. Christ's blood does not exclude anyone. Every one of us is welcome. With every eye closed and every head bowed, you want to commit your life to Christ to be born again, or you want to recommit your life to Christ, you are welcome to do so right now by lifting up your hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, glorious one. Now I want you to pray with me. Thank you, my Savior. Thank you, my Lord. I believe Christ died for me according to the scriptures. I believe Christ rose again from the dead according to the scriptures to make me whole, to make me holy. Now, I give you my life, I give you my heart that you will use me for your glory and to promote unity in Christ, to promote the international nature of the gospel in the name of Jesus. You may take your seats. We are going to We are going to take our tithes.